Yo, what's up? It's AJ from Fire From The Gods, and you're listening to The Itch Podcast. Your man came on today to scratch it. Wagwan, we out here. Big up to The Itch Podcast. This is AJ from Fire From The Gods. Love you. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week, we're scratching The Itch for positive energy, which is really probably an itch we should scratch all the time now that I think about it. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we do. Mostly yes. Yeah, especially for the interviews. But this week, I think it's above and beyond. We got AJ Channer of Fire from the Gods, and that man is a bundle of positive energy. Yeah, he was just happy to be talking with us, and uh, we were appreciative of his time, that's for sure. Yeah, AJ is a guy that we've been wanting to have on the show for a while because, I mean, the band itself is positive energy and, and what would be a good way to phrase it? Human, uh, human interest, positive human interest. <laughs> That's a pretty good way to put it. Yeah. 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 We, I love a band that has a message, uh, especially one of, of unity as opposed to divisiveness, which is what a lot of forces push people towards. Yeah. And I think that describes fire from the gods pretty well. And plus I don't do this often, but after you listen to this, I recommend just generally going on an AJ Channer interview binge because the man is just, he's just fascinating. He's so thoughtful and has so much to say about so many things that is clearly a person who has given thought and understands who he is and kind of, you know, where he sits on a lot of different things we talk about this at the very beginning of the chat where aaron kind of goes through his nicknames and he he's very (laughs) partial to uh thug zeppelin but but (laughs) metal metal marley i think really fits him in in that regard with the positive energy and and making change positive change for sure we did back-to-back interviews this was the first of two interviews and one thing that both of these interviews made me kind of realize is that I'm not a fan of the music industry as it is nowadays. <laughs> so I'm really glad that AJ Channer was on the same page as me when I was asking him about the success of Soul Revolution, because I'm not a person that thinks in terms of streams and downloads. I, I'm I'm old school. And, you know, especially <laughs> when I'm talking about just the music, I'm, I'm thinking about, yeah, like you said, an artistic standpoint. And so that's when I asked that question, that's exactly what I was getting at. And I was so happy that he answered it how he did. I was so appreciative because I honestly had no idea because I, I really don't, you know, I don't pay attention to the, those types of, of numbers. And it, it's really unfortunate too, because like, the, you know, this interview and the other interview that we did are just two phenomenal artists, two phenomenal bands. And it's, it's unfortunate when they have to constantly think about streams just to make sure that they can support themselves because these are bands that, that should easily be able to support themselves or they have put out great music uh, and, you know, I wish that more people did more to support them so that they, you know, could continue to just worry about making music as opposed to streams and downloads and all that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. What I love about AJ is he's such a positive guy and he's just very open about himself and life and what he hopes that other people will end up doing with their life. And it's, it's just we need more we need more guys like that around yes and one of the things that we are always fond of which is he's appreciative and enjoys other people in the industry we start this conversation i'm just going to spoil it a little bit 
uh, geeking out about Corey Glover of Living Color. It's like the first quarter of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's as much him as it is us. And yeah, I just love people that that you know respect those who kind of set them up for their own careers and success. Agreed. And as successful as they are, they're still kind of new in their their rise in in the rock industry. So it, it's it's still kind of new to him, and uh, and he's he's got a place where he wants to be. But uh, it's got to work a little harder to get there. <laughs> it just takes time. Yep. Yeah, I think we've, we've almost every artist we've uh, interviewed is like, you know, you got to put a good 10 years in and then, you know, <laughs> you know, 10 years on top of 10 years. And then you know. <laughs> I was going to say he's been uh, their first album narrative was in 2016. So they're they're at they're at eight now. <laughs> so they're getting that first 10 years as, yeah. a, as this yeah. as this incarnation of the group. So we're definitely excited. We're going to be seeing AJ Channer and Fire from the Gods very soon on Shiprocked. And this interview is kind of one of three as a part of our unofficial Shiprocked series. Yeah. Uh, mainly, mainly done just because we're a huge fan of the the whole process. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you can talk to some guys before you, before you see them on the boat, why not? Exactly. Yeah. It's just more connections you've already made, more great bands that you can hype up for other people to hear. Exactly. And we're excited for you guys to listen to this interview. So without any further ado, here's our conversation with AJ Channer of Fire from the Gods. I must confess, I break from the stress. I tell my story, get it off my chest. Green light till I get it right. And no stop until I save my life. Harder to breathe, it's getting harder to see. A future in front of me. Suffocated, infrequated, never a minute. Goes by, that's just a We are joined today by the Metal Marley. Yeah, man. Sug Zeppelin himself. A proud girl dad, yeah. <laughs> as I recently learned. Yep, yep, yep. And one of the most compelling vocalists in rock today, in our opinion. That is AJ Channer of Fire from the Gods. So, AJ, thank you so much for being here. You've been a, a wish list guest for us for a long time. We know time is a valuable resource, and we really appreciate that you're giving us some of yours today. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, big ups to Metal Marley. The FFTG. <laughs> That's right. You know, awesome. my homies. You have a lot of great nicknames on your so, socials, so we just took those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I've, been, I've been I've been working on them for a while, dude. But you know, I'm like, you know, let me go with Thug Zeppelin, dude. Like, I like Thug Zeppelin. But that that was just a that was actually a joke amongst in the band. My drummer and I we were we were talking. We were in the studio. Eric Ron, who did our last two records, American Sun and Soul Revolution, and we were talking about like rock nicknames and shit and just thug zeppelin was one of them and i was like you know what dude i love zeppelin i'm from the streets bro and yo i'm going with it, it's stuck and like people like use it now it's pretty funny i like it nice yeah <laughs> funny all right well we're we're hoping we could kind of geek out for a minute to start 
one of your newest releases from Fire from the Gods it was about a year ago, but still, you released a new version of Thousand Lifetimes that had the legendary Cory Glover of Living Color. Yes. And holy cow, every time we talk to somebody, if his name comes up, everybody just glows. Like, of people who are just respected and appreciated within the industry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's got to be really high up there. So I would I would just love to hear kind of the story of how that came about, whether you guys interacted in person or whether it was sort of a, you know, just lay your vocals on the track kind of thing or. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Big ups on, on you know, recognizing like a thousand lifetimes is such a big track on that record and mm-hmm. we needed someone we didn't we didn't necessarily come like go to the label like oh we we want someone with a really big voice but i'll tell you when we first signed with uh better noise and you know zoltan from five finger kind of took us under his wing a little bit and 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 he became like our uh our ipso facto manager at the time uh everyone in that camp was talking about Dude, we are really close with Corey Glover. We're very close with Corey Glover. We've never been throwing it around for about two years, even during COVID. And I was like, so what's popping with this Corey Glover thing? You know, when is this ever going to like really like come to fruition? And, you know, Thousand Lifetime, the opportunity presented itself and the label kind of just went for it and was like, yo, listen, Corey's interested. And by that point, the song was already recorded. It had already been out. As you all know, there was a version of it on the record so, uh, on Soul Revolution with just myself. And they were like, yo, let's do this Corey Glover thing. And we were immediately like, yeah, let's do it. Because like you say, bro, he's kind of one of those underrated like vocal legends in rock. And yeah. I don't know if it's specifically because like they were like this black red hot chili peppers at the time, <laughs> yeah. or they had this like just this aura about them. And I'm going to be honest. I didn't really know much be about living color beyond cult of personality, you know, and and maybe that's me showing my age and my, you know, ignorance on what was, what else was going on with the band at the time. But that song was so massive and so huge that it really elevated this guy and his vocal style and everything that came out subsequent to it was kind of this, this very like, like the dude's just very good. You know what I'm saying? He's really <laughs> good. Like I've I've hung out with Lejean of Seven Dust. I've hung out with with JD, you know, and w- when JD has and Jonathan Davis and, and Corey and, and Corey Taylor and all my like big rock and metal idols. But he when he graced the track, man, he blessed it, dude, because his voice, his range, the ideas, the soulfulness. Like I feel like I've got a little bit of soul and you know, I, I like the fact that Fire from the Gods can bring a bit of soul into a genre which is otherwise delivered in a very standard metal. You know, metalcore is very standard. You know, it doesn't really go beyond the rigidity of, you know, Kill Switch and and then there's Lamb of God and then there's Azalea Dying. And metalcore, it kind of stays in one lane. And when you have someone like Corey Glover that can be on like this rock alternative metalcore song, it, it really added a different dynamic. So the process, they kind of, he just went to the studio with Richie, Richie, my drummer, who also uh, does a lot of pre-pro and production for Fire From The Gods. So I wasn't there for the session, but Corey and I had talked, man. And, and dude, he just had all these really awesome things to say about being you know, being a black dude and, and, and being someone from my background and, 
not being ashamed because you know I, I had a really tough time for a long time like about who I wanted to be as a vocalist and when he kind of just brought his two cents and and really was like yo you can feel the energy you can feel what you're saying it it was it totally uplifted me and it uplifted the song and I think it's a I think the version of it has actually done a lot better than the actual version and granted it's because we have a legend on the song but the dude is also just I mean, he has a presence, bro, and, and he brought it to the track, and we're just forever grateful and thankful because no one's, dude, no one's gonna be able to say that's like having Smokey Robinson on a soul song, you know what I'm saying, dude? Like <laughs> that's a legend, dude. Yeah, right. And I and I can go around and I can tell people like, yo, even people that don't know rock and metal, they're like, you don't know that song, yeah, Cult of Personality, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm right. like, oh, you know that singer? And all my homies, like older homies, like. <laughs> That not even to, they're not even to metal. They like fire from the gods because they they fuck with me. But they're like, yo, you know, <laughs> yeah, that band called you know, Living Color. You should you should fuck with that dude. I'm like, oh well, by the way, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, oh shit, you know. So the fact that outside of rock and metal, he's recognized as a legend and as someone with such a resume and such mm -hmm. an aura, it it just blasts fire from the gods. And I'm glad that this part of our existence as a band was able and that soul revolution got the time of day to have someone like that on on the uh the track because we don't really do features you know we've only done sunny from from uh pod and everyone comes at us you know even all the big dudes are like yo what's up dude i want to be on a song and you know and i'm like yeah we'll, we'll think about it bro <laughs> yeah you know? yep we wanted to kind of stay on that topic a little bit because you've been on your fair share of features as well oh yeah some of our favorites like Islander and Memphis Mayfire, Hiro the Hero. Yes, let's go. What's that experience like for you putting your voice into someone else's art? Well, the the Memphis thing, <laughs> that was kind of like a fanboy thing because <laughs> I love Memphis Mayfire and, you know, listening to every record that, uh, of theirs, every record from, from the early like Southern metal days to like where they are now, I've always been a fan of Maddie's vocals uh Kaylin's guitar you know Kaylin's writing so it was like yo we went on tour with those guys I've become friends with them we've we've hung out and Maddie rang me up and was like yo bro we want you on a track and I was like you're bugging no you don't he's <laughs> like yeah dude so the Memphis May Fire thing was like an like a dream come true kind of thing because I really respect what they've done in metalcore and like the warp tour scene, you know, the unofficial name of the, of our scene is kind of, you know, the warp tour bands. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was like, yo, for real though, the homies want you on the track. And I got the call. I was like, immediately I'm doing it. Islander, Mikey, uh, Hyro, we're all real, real close homies. You know, you know what I mean? We get down. <laughs> those are my people. And Hyro, that's my G. I live in Texas now, you know, and Hyro's from Houston. He's in mm -hmm. France right now with his missus, but yeah. Hyrule's one of those people that kind of like embraced me in, in Texas and, and you know, it was like anywhere we went, it was like, nah, this is AJ, this is my man's, you know, like any of that, uh, like Houston, when we're, we're in the streets of Houston, like nobody messes with me because of Hyrule, you know what I'm saying? So Hyrule's like <laughs> a big homie, homie, like, so that, that, that was perfect. And the fact that it lined up that because I had known about Hyrule and we'd known about each other even before Fire from the Gods got into the whole Better Noise camp. And then we had the same managers and the same lawyers and all that stuff started to kind of align. So FU2. And that became like a serious track, dude. And and look, man, that that track, not to be patting myself on the back and all, but that track <laughs> streams better than some of 
the songs with like Dave Draymond and and the songs yeah. with Corey Taylor and stuff like that. Yeah. So it, it definitely was one of those things. I've done a lot of features, but I don't really specifically take them all. And yeah. during COVID, you know, you you have to make a little extra bread. So you know, I did the, the Islander stuff and I did the Hyro stuff. But at the same time, it was like, yo, these are really good strategic features for me you know i definitely i got asked by body count to do some to do some shit and i was like yo you know that's iced tea bro you know right that's your man that's 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 the fucking tv cop you know so, <laughs> you know what i'm saying that, that yeah you know that's the cop killer you know <laughs> that so but that didn't that didn't that didn't work out and i was like yeah it's all good and they were looking for something that i wasn't really into so you know yeah. I, I wanted to be smart about it but hopefully the day will come when you know someone i don't know maybe the deftones maybe that'd be like a dope ass mm, if go. i did a deftone song i think i could die happy and <laughs> right. I, yo, I, el nino as well el nino the el nino feature I'm, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with el nino but el nino yeah. was like a new metal god bro and and mm-hmm. the new york city kids like myself like tri-state area kids we grew up on el nino you know what i'm saying that's one of those bands that when they were like i remember you guys when you did this like that was one of those bands for us so to to finally like grace and el nino track was another one of those like bucket list items as far as rock and metal is concerned nice yeah you know i just wanted to kind of reflect on the release of soul revolution a little bit the third full-length album from fire from the gods yes and i just want to ask like what factors would you contribute to the band seeming to reach new levels of success with each album <laughs> that record didn't do as well as american sun but <laughs> But in terms of popularity and in terms of people really understanding the message of Fire from the Gods, it we did. And, and in terms of that sort of success, so when you talk about streaming and you know the economic value of a of a career, it didn't do as great as we wanted it to do. And I'm I'm openly admitting that. But um, as in terms of people getting the message of Fire from the Gods and understanding the message of survival and the message about fighting against all odds and that yeah maybe you know american son was my kind of love letter to to the society that raised me the 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 idea of who we are as a people and soul revolution came out of this you know and especially the name after covid when we started touring and, and stuff like that every they just felt like the soul had just got sucked out of the people and no matter the fact that people are coming out to shows and, you know, all the 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 guidelines and some people not wanting to come out to shows. I was talking to guys like Sonny from POD and they had gone out on tour and it was, he was like, yo, how are the shows? We were lucky enough for our first tour post-COVID to be with Korn and Stain. And Stain is a band that hadn't been on tour for, for ages. So all those shows were huge. But then we did a tour with From Ashes to New and that was kind of like, you know, bands on our level. So we went back to the club level. So you were interacting with people a little bit more. You saw you were going into cities that had been, the life had been sucked out of it. So Soul Revolution was kind of this idea that we need to unite on something bigger. And you need to unite on not just our ideals that we have uh, of how society should run, but we really got to step up the way we treat and love each other. And Soul Revolution was just like that, man. It was just about that. And that's why a lot of these songs are a bit more melodic. You know, we definitely, I definitely matured as a vocalist. Richie and I, who do the majority and the bulk of our writing for Fire From The Gods, we matured as, as artists. And we really wanted to make a statement that no matter what the fuck you're going through, 
just keep your head up. Still, you know, it, the, instead of there being a physical and violent revolution, let's change our heart. Let's change our minds. Let's change our souls. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, in terms of people understanding the message of fire from the gods and that, that message spreading amongst the masses, I would say that soul revolution definitely compounded on the success and has taken us to a whole new light. I'm glad you said all that because that's definitely what we as as a podcast want listeners to take is, you know, the message behind your music and the yes. finding common ground with everybody versus the the us versus them mentality that the world seems to thrive on. So Yeah, man. We reiterate your whole message there. Yeah, man. Thank you. But I, I think it's <laughs> yeah. important, you know, and it's it is. been it is. it's been part of the message of fire from the gods. You know, at first when like people heard excuse me and stuff like that, they all automatically were like, oh, you guys are a political band. And everywhere we went, you guys are a political band. Because anytime someone says anything that has anything to do with a social commentary of any sort, you're immediately thrown into this rage against the machine. You're rage yeah. against the machine. You're yeah. rage against the machine. And any derivative, because don't get it twisted, the best form of ever of hip hop and metal coming together and forging the best form of it, I think has been rage against the machine. No one's really done it better. So anytime that subsequent from that, any band that comes, comes out that has some sort of message and has this sort of hip hop delivery, it's like, yo, Rage Against the Machine. But we weren't trying to be that. And I wasn't trying to be Zach. And let me tell you, Rage is my favorite band. But yeah, we weren't nice. trying to make that kind of statement. We were just really trying to open the eyes of society and be like, yo, let's chill the fuck out and love each other, man. <laughs> yeah. One love, brother. You, you feel me? Yep. Yeah. You know, I'm really curious as a dad of two boys. And I know Casey and Aaron, they don't, they're not quite dads, but they play uncle role very well. Nice. Since it's kind of a, a blind spot and reflective knowledge, I, I just want to ask, like, what impact has all of this being a, a girl dad had on you? You know, I was raised, they weren't the only real male role model that I had growing up was my dad, right? And my dad and my mom split up very early. And I had two sisters that I lived in the house with, and then I lived with my stepsisters when I was a, when I was in, in, in England or when I was in Brooklyn, you know, living with the other family. So I was. Oh, I was always been around women, dude. You know what I'm saying? That, that's essentially <laughs> what I, you know. And now I'm just straight up outnumbered. You know, I've got three <laughs> women in the house, bro. Two, two female cats. You know what I'm saying? So I'm outnumbered, dog. But um, I love it, man, because Gary J, who runs, who's a big uh kind of radio promoter in the rock and metal scene, when. I had the first girl. He was like, dude, just, he's like, I know what you might be thinking. I know what it is, but just chill, bro. He's like, he's like, it's so much harder to raise girls than it is to raise a boy. And I was like, why do you say that? He's like, so just, you know, just take your time. He's like, because being, he's like raising boys, you know, not to take anything away from you, uh, uh, yeah. you know, what you do with your two boys, but he's like raising boys. He's like, dude, you just have to teach them how to be a man. And if you're already mm -hmm. a good dude, they're going to get that. But with girls, you have to teach them how they should be treated. And I was like, wow, dude, that, that, because a lot of the men that came in, out in and out of my life as kids were not good dudes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I experienced a lot of domestic violence as a child. I saw a lot of people put their hands on my mom, put their hands on my sisters. And, you know, it, it wasn't, it, it, I told myself, like, I just cannot be that guy. And I will not be that guy. And I don't want my girls to be to see that. But dude, there, 
they're like boys, bro. They're they're animals. These two little girls. So no, I just, I'm just like whatever, man. Fuck you too, dude. You know, like my my daughter calls me bra. You know, I'm like she's like bro. My my six year old dude. You know, so I'm like ah, you alright, bro. You, you're nice. gonna be fine, and I'm fine. You know, so I, I chill with it, dude. I, I love them. To, I love them. I love them to death. Uh, do I secretly want a little? A little AJ running around, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying. I want a little dick swinger in my house. Another, you know, <laughs> another dick swinger, bro. It'd be nice, you know. But the the, the two of them, that they, they, they're cool, bro. And they they have very contrasting personalities. One is super into Frozen, and the other one likes cars and and guns and you know and all that kind of shit. And, and right. you know, and it's it's rad, you know. And I live in Texas, so it's like you know we're out here, bro. <laughs> Perfect. We are out here, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. I heard it's easier to raise girls when they're younger, and then you know, boys are harder when they're younger, and then it's easier to raise boys as they grow older because of like what Probably. you said. And yeah, yeah harder to raise girl, girls. I I'm telling you, I I just know it because their mom too. Yo, my my youngest the other day, the the two year old, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, her name's Josephine, yeah, and I'm like, Josephine, come here, come here. She's like, I hear you. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> She's like, I hear you. And then I looked at her mom. I was like, "You know who that sounds like?" <laughs> you know that. And she's like, Ugh. "She both." She had her hand over her face, like, "Oh my god!" Like a two year old. And I'm calling her. So I know the whole like, "Fuck you, dad's coming." One day. So. <laughs> That's all good. That's all good too. That's all good. That's all good. That's all good. That'll be at age four. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I mean, we yeah. have you back on in about 10 years and you and Dan can compare notes about where the kids are at and how it's <laughs> yes, all gone. Yes. Yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> Here's where we're at uh, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> if I can can pivot one more time, we're very excited. Uh, the itch is about to make our hopefully in full force uh, Shiprock <laughs> debut. And Oh, tight. Yeah. Yep. And uh, from what we hear, uh, so are you. And so, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's the first time on the boat, baby. Yeah, we're we're very curious as to what you are are looking forward to, what your expectations are in terms of of the experience of of hanging with other bands, yeah, and, yeah. and everything. Uh, I heard that <laughs> hanging with with people at shows is great, but I heard like there's nowhere to hide. Yeah, on the boat, <laughs> and um, they're like, yo homies are in the pit with the speedos on so i'm like <laughs> i'm just i want to see i want to see the people with the banana hammocks like just trying to get their marsh on and how weird everyone gets but i doubt everyone's gonna get weird I, I'm, I'm ready dude i'm ready bro it, it sounds it's, it was the it sounds insane you yeah. know and i asked a lot of the industry guys like yo are you going to ship rock do you ever go to ship rock and they're like hell no you know, but um, <laughs> but the bands are all like, "Yo, bro, you're gonna have the time of your life." So yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm buzzing, and some there's so many homies on there. The I pre, I prevail guys are on that. Yeah. Uh, Bear tooth, you know, like, like a lot of this is gonna be yeah. like a, a homie. This is like the Warp Tour 2017 crew. We <laughs> were all on Warp together, and now yeah. we're in like the mainstream kind of quote unquote mainstream rock scene, and we're you know maturing together, and 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 these bands are growing. So this is just the next evolution, bro. Now we're on the boat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Maddie's thinking about having kids too now, so we're all a little bit more mature, bro. I'm I'm stoked, yeah. dude. This is gonna be dope, bro. Yeah, I want to play shuffleboard. <laughs> there you all go. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll be seeing us on there, so we'll we'll be sure to say hello. Hell yeah. Oh, Rod, let's kick it. Let's kick it. Let's have a drink or two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
We'll have, we'll have the itch and fire from the God shuffle board game. I could do that. <laughs> yeah, man. And we're, and we're going to Jamaica. You know, my folks are, are yes. Jamaican. I'm Jamaican. So, I'm like, uh, this is a, a massive opportunity for, like, even some of my family members to come out and kick it, you know, when we get to Ocho Rios. I don't know how, what the setup is going to be like, but I'm definitely, you know, I've already, I've told everybody. And my, <laughs> my mom told everybody. She's like, nice. yeah, Gail's coming to Jamaica. Yeah, everybody has a car. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. My brothers and my sisters, they're all stoked, man. That yeah. uh, that all live in Jamaica. So we'll we'll see, man. I'm I'm buzzing. My my missus is buzzing too, because she doesn't really go on, on the road with me quite a bit. And this is like a crazy opportunity. And so and, and a lot of people on this have been into Fire for the Gods for years. And we like our early days when we were a super, super tiny broke baby band till now <laughs> where we are, you know. So a lot of those people we've known and they've been like, yo, shiprock, you guys gotta go to shiprock for like the last five years. Shiprock, shiprock, shiprock. <laughs> and we're like, all right. And our driver, our driver is this dude called Dom. He drove our bandwagon and stuff on, on the road for a, a few tours. And he's like the mayor of Shiprock, bro. Everywhere we go, he's like, oh, I got some of the Shiprock family coming out to see you tonight. And he's this old, <laughs> dirty Italian dude from Queens. So we, uh, he and I get on pretty well. So he, he's been buzzing. He's been telling all his homies, you got to hang out with fire from the gods. So we're, you know, we're stoked, bro. Yeah. We're stoked for the boat. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, and, you know, just seeing your peers and hanging out with your peers is what I've been told is probably one of the best things. So, yeah. Yeah. So AJ, Thank you so much for for joining us today. It's it's a pleasure to hear your story, and um, sooner than later, we hope to hear hear more of it. I'm sure you're working on something, and uh, it'll be a matter of time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We got a we got a lot of cool shit. We got a lot of yeah. cool shit that we're working on, man. Nice. Well, thank you very much again. We're really looking forward to seeing you guys and and so many others on Shiprocked. It's going to be a blast. Big ups, big ups, big ups, man. I started a I started a record label called Audio Pariah Entertainment. So when you guys get a chance, man, just hit hit the interwebs and check it out. Nice. All right, we will. Check it out. You guys, Star Wars dudes? Anyone oh, like yeah. Star Wars? Yeah. I love yeah. All right, so I, I signed a band called The Mandalore, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like Galactic Empire in the sense, like I mean, they dress up like yeah. Mandalorians though, but like nice. the whole band. <laughs> so it's all about Mandalorian uh, lore and culture. And the first song myself and Richie wrote for the band called "This Is the Way." Obviously, nice. so they're on they're on Audio Pariah Entertainment as well as a band called Young Marsh, and I'm looking to pad the. Uh, the roster and build on the roster over the next year or so. So check us out, man. Audio Pry Entertainment, Fire from the Gods. We definitely have a new record coming out, uh, new tunes coming out this year. So everyone just keep an ear out, keep an eye out. And I'll see you, man's on the boat. Yes. 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 And, right. And you are welcome back to come promote your record uh, anytime. 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 <laughs> awesome. Thank you. So, yeah. And so thank you very much for listening to the Itch podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. Yo, I'm AJ. Hi. There you go. Yo, Thug Zeppelin, Metal Molly, you know where I'm going. One love. <laughs> I love you dudes. We out here. In us we trust. Peace. And until next time, when push comes to shove, then I'm not giving up. Yes. All right, lads. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.